uh, Michael Zweigstra is a high school social studies teacher and a senior fellow at the Frontier Center for Public Policy. He's in Steinbach, Manitoba. Hello. Hello. Uh, so, Michael Zweigstra, what do you think uh, about this idea of eliminating ladder grades? Well, I think grades are, are an important part of the, uh, of the evaluation process. And I'll just say for the record that I would consider letter grades like the second best of the options. I actually prefer percentage grades, but uh, whether it's percentage or letter grades, uh, there are different levels of performance. There's different levels of mastery of the subject area. And I think particularly as you go into higher grades, and uh, in the intro you'd mentioned the, uh, uh, the school north of Vancouver that's eliminating the letter grades, grades 4 to 9, uh, grade 8 and 9, that, that's not elementary school. Those are certainly at grades at levels where uh, students should be receiving uh, specific grades that indicate levels of proficiency. Because the fact of life is that uh, there are different levels of performance. And uh, letter grades and percentage grades are simple, accurate ways of identifying where is the student at. Parents understand what that information is. There's no problem with adding in additional information. If a school wants to have, let's have more parent conferences, let's put more information on the report cards, by all means do that, but you don't need to take out the grade in order to, in order to add the extra information. What would you, what, what do you think would be lost in a no-grade system that uh, Julie Cornell was describing? Well, you're, you're, you're losing information. You're losing that quick snapshot that most parents and, frankly, many students want to see when they look at a report card where they want to see where am I at. And there is a significant difference between someone who's sitting at an 89 in a course or subject and someone who's sitting at a 65. And it's helpful to have that snapshot. And it's also something that you can use to work from that, okay, let's improve our marks. Let's do better. And then you can see the improvement on the next report card. Uh, I get the argument about let's have the, you know, the descriptive feedback and that, but frankly, a lot of parents aren't terribly interested in reading long paragraphs in order to try to figure out where their kid is at and having a long, extensive conversation every time. Sometimes you want to have just a simple, straightforward discussion, conversation, and you want to be able to use the straightforward letter or percentage grade as a reference point. Do you think the grades motivate your students? It depends on the student. I mean, not all students are the same. There are some students that are very motivated by grades, absolutely. Some, uh, uh, some students want to know how they can go from an 85 to a 90 and that sort of thing. Uh, there are other students who would find them less motivating. But even for those who find it less motivating, uh, no one would argue that grades are the only thing that we use to motivate students. And all teachers know that, that there's a variety of things that we do to motivate. But just because grades don't motivi motivate all students doesn't mean we should eliminate grades for all students. They are a useful reference point for giving information to both students and parents, and I think we should keep them. Now, Julie Cornell, what about the argument that students need this precision in their grades to stay informed and motivated? Actually, I've seen really the opposite. And I'm speaking from an elementary standpoint, grade four to, steps, four to seven. But what I've seen is that when the letter grades went away, motivation soared. So students that were you know, would typically maybe good performers in a subject, getting a good letter grade. In the past, they were a little lazy to do a lot more. They were getting a good grade, so, you know, why bother doing much more? And students who were low performers getting would have gotten low grade, they didn't want to try any harder because it was hopeless. They'll never be better than that. And what I've seen is that across the board in my entire class, students want to learn more. They don't want a good grade anymore. They want to be a good writer. They want to understand the ecosystem better. They want to have personal growth. They don't care about getting a better grade. Now, Michael Zweigstra argues that in life, some people just do better on things and that this is part of the cruel preparation for life. What do you think about that? 
Uh, I think there's a lot of ways you can pre- prepare for life. And as far as we're concerned in Maple Ridge, grades four to seven is not the place to start. But do you think that factors in into this idea that you you will be measured in life in some way, and and that? Um, I know that you are measured in. I know that by taking away the letter grades, I know that the pressure kind of the students get to take a little break from that. Um, they get to take a break from oh my goodness, I'm getting a letter grade in grade four when it terrifies them. It terrifies them. They are they are so scared of what it means. Um, letter grades often were seen as as a judgment that the teacher made, and it was a judgment, especially in elementary school, where, you know, oh, that teacher, you know, made a mistake. My, stu- my kid is smarter than that, or my- that teacher doesn't like my kid, or the kid might think, you know, they- they- I-, I-, I worked harder than that. How come I don't deserve more grades? It's just an... I don't know. It was always a weird shift. It was always on the teacher. And now, believe it or not, the shift is on the student. Whenever something's going on in the class, the parents are looking at their kid. Hey, what do you need to learn this better? What, what can you do more? How can you work harder to learn more? How, where does the sort of negative, um, I guess, I don't know if that's the right way to put it, forgive me, uh, um, educators, but what, uh, I mean, w- sort of that, that idea that, you know, there's a, a penalty for not trying. I mean, is, it, is that, that's, I think, an impression about grades. If you get a low grade, you know, it's sort of a, an, an, a negative sort of push to do better. Is that missing from just sort of general feedback? I don't think so because... Um I think, so every teacher um, marks the same way, and I think that that's important to mention, too, that just because we don't have letter grades doesn't mean we don't have marks of some kind. Every teacher's got a system that they'll use to give, and it's not entirely feedback with zero grades. I don't think there are many teachers that do that in our district. They still give a mark, but the mark this time might be, you know, something out of 10. This time might be out of 4, might be using the performance standards or the rubric. Um, It might be pass-fail. So there's always this, there is always feedback to the kid that is beyond just written comments. Um, and I think the parents, when I've, when I've talked to parents, it started where I, I always ask parents, okay, you know, is there anything else that you need to know about how your kid's doing? And in the beginning, they still were interested in letter grades. And that is an option in our district for any family in our district. If they want letter grades for their child, they just have to let the teacher know and we'll provide them. We're not refusing them. We're just not saying that, we're just saying they're not a big part of the conversation. Now, you've seen students go from uh, from your system to uh, back to grades. Uh, what, what kind of, uh, have, have you heard back about what kind of a transition that was like? I've absolutely heard back. A lot of the students go to high school or in touch with me and they visit. And that's one of the questions I ask them a lot. Like, how's it going, getting grades? And now, I would say in the past, they would say, oh, I'm just doing, you know, I'm getting this grade, I'm getting that grade. They weren't really very excited because it was just like they're used to. They expected low grades. Now students are very, very, very excited. They're getting grades, they're getting some feedback, but they're also doing well because they now have this motivation on what it takes to be successful. They have a personal drive that they developed because they had all this time without letter grades and had good support from the teachers and their parents on what it takes to be a successful student and now they're going into high school with that armed with that success. Michael Zwagstra, Julie Cornell says the no grades method is working for her students. Um, how likely do you think that uh, more schools will start experimenting with this? 
Well, this has been around for a while. I mean, there. I know that uh, in places like Calgary, they've been uh, doing something like this at the grade uh, K to nine level, and there's been a lot of pushback from parents, substantial pushback, because they don't like having grades replaced with things like evidence and emerging and all these sorts of uh, verbal mumbo jumbo that tends to get used uh, uh, in these cases. I'm not saying that's happening in Julie's case, but this is what often happens. And uh, I will add as well that uh, when you have the parent meetings with schools and where there's the parents are providing feedback. Uh, this initiative to dump grades is never coming from parents. It's, I've never heard of a case, you know, in, in terms of the broader parent community coming to the school and saying, we demand that you stop giving our schools grades. We don't want that information. We would rather just receive verbal feedback, and we'll just get the grade if we happen to choose to ask for it. This is always something that gets initiated by, uh, by people who have a certain educational theory, who want, are more on the progressive end of the spectrum in terms of the educational philosophy, who prefer to focus less on the content and more on the process. And so it's part of a differing educational philosophy, and I happen to hold a different educational philosophy. I think that content matters, skills matter, and that we need to actually evaluate where uh, those skills are at and whether students have mastered the content. Uh, is, it, will, is it your suggestion that the skills don't matter in the, in the non-letter uh, grade evaluation system? Because I, I, I'm not sure that's what Julie was saying, but... Well, what I'm saying is that, for example, take, take, a, take math skills. And uh, I haven't always taught high school. I used to teach grade 5. And at the time I taught grade 5, I gave percentage grades. And I didn't find that it was you know, dramatically demotivational to students. But do you take a subject like math and you have uh, simply different levels of proficiency? There's a huge difference between a student who is very effective at their two-digit by two-digit multiplication and a student who is not. And so uh, it is, uh, if it's entirely possible to take where the student is at and then calculate it and then put, okay, at math, they're at this level in terms of the percentage. When you take these particular skill areas that we're doing this term, here are the assignments that we've done, here is the, here's what we've gotten, and now here's the grade, and we can, we can use that. Yes, you can still have a focus on skills if you don't have the grades, but when you move away from grades, it becomes rather easy to sort of to, to move away from uh, that emphasis on measurement and saying that there are specific things that everyone needs to know and that everyone needs to master. And I can tell you, in faculties of education, this is a, this is a hot debate where many education professors truly believe that content isn't particularly important. I, I know because I've had this discussion with many education professors, and they tend to be the ones who are pushing this type of thing the hardest. Can I, uh, just to wrap up, uh, Julie Cornell, I'm getting a sense this is controversial. Definitely, definitely controversial. But I think that it was really important in Maple Ridge that we decided we wanted to move away from letter grades. Just moving away from letter grades was not our approach. We knew that our approach had to be something that, that gave the whole picture. So the whole idea of having students involved, reporting on competencies, reporting on key subject areas, literacy, numeracy, and talking in a conference with everybody, the whole part of that is what makes it make sense. And in our school district, we don't have parents that are unhappy. We have parents that are enjoying the system. I've had parents tell, ask me, I wish they'd get away with letter grades in high school. I've had many parents ask me that because they don't think it works. Students still like it. Sometimes in high school, it's a change. It's something new. It's exciting. But they also have not had them yet. So when they first get them, it's kind of cool. But they're older. They're more mature. I just okay. think we don't... Julie, sorry. I, I'm, sorry. Just gonna, I'm just running out of time here. It's such an interesting discussion, though. Thank you both for talking with me. No problem. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks very much.
Julie Cornell is a teacher at Alouette Elementary in Maple Ridge, BC, who no longer gives grades to her students. Michael Zwagstra is a high school teacher and a senior fellow at the Frontier Center for Public Policy. He was in Steinbach, Manitoba.